Whatever your situation is currently is not your forever situation. That's really what real business owners is, man. Like, we don't care where you come from, yeah. where are you going? Our goal and our job is to reduce the mistakes that you have to make or the money that you have to lose. You want to be an entrepreneur, you want to be successful, don't give up. You learn, adjust, and continue to move forward. Welcome back to the Real Business Owners Podcast. This is episode 94 with myself, Trevor Cowley. As always, Cal Goodman. What's up, everybody? Guys, today we have a guest for you. This individual reached out to us via DM, you know, social <laughs> media. Um, cool dude, cool dude. We kind of vibed out over over the DMs for a minute, and he decided to catch a flight and come visit us. We've got Bruno Nicoletti on the podcast today. Welcome, What's man. What's going on? What's going on? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, no, we're happy to have you. We appreciate you, you know, making the time for us. So Hummingbird Growth and Automation, tell us a little bit about that. That's your business? Is yeah, that okay? Yeah. And, and anytime somebody asks me what I do, right, I yeah. feel like I always struggle, like, putting a name to it. Yeah. Until I started watching y'all's podcast, and I was like, oh, serial entrepreneur. That's what I'm going to start calling myself. <laughs> um, so that's one of the business that, uh, businesses that we have going on. But essentially what Hummingbird is, it's, uh, you know, lead generation, LinkedIn automation. And okay. so think about it. You know, I'm sure you guys have seen Facebook bots, Instagram bots, right? So we built a software that's a bot for LinkedIn. And so it has a little bit of artificial intelligence. And if you guys have ever played around on LinkedIn, you could use like Sales Navigator to yeah. reverse engineer yep. your ideal prospect. And then what our software does is starts connecting with them, engaging them in conversation. Once they respond, you in take the over messages the or in the comments in, in the messages. So gotcha. so you'll build that list on Sales Navigator okay. of ideal prospect use all those filters, our software, then we'll start connecting with them and it'll send automated messages like saying, you know, Hey, hey Trevor, what's profile. going on, man? I saw yeah. that we went to the same college. Right. You know, I run a financial planning practice. I'd love to share with you the type of work we do. Do you have 10 minutes? And so it works pretty good, huh? Dude, it's, I feel I'm like I developed Facebook or something. I don't like, real. I don't get on LinkedIn a ton, but yeah, every yeah, once in a while yeah. I'll check my, my, cause I have a profile yeah. there and it has an easier county, has all that on there. And then all of a sudden I get a ton of those. Yeah. You can tell that they're, you can tell they're bots, right? And yeah. I'm just like, dude, well, hundreds of them. And I'm like, but I don't check it. And I think that's the secret. And that's why, I, you know, I, I think we've kind of distanced ourselves from anybody else in the industry is the messaging. Yeah. A lot of the people think, Oh, just the automation works, right? But if you're sending out messages that feel canned, it's not going to convert, right? But I, I think that's what we figured out is LinkedIn is is a social media app, Absolutely. right? So it's conversational. Absolutely. You can't just like roll in hot with like yeah. pricing and all this stuff. And that's what we've kind of figured out. But, you know, for example, you guys might see a lot of those messages. Why? Because you have easier accounting on there, right? Yeah. And they're assuming financial advisors accounts oh, yeah. so like many, you live yeah. on linkedin <laughs> yeah you know? yeah um, we, we get hit up quite a bit because anybody that does b2b insurance yeah. companies oh, financial companies they're yeah. like oh you work with entrepreneurs we want your leads yeah well, we, well the we key have, to that right. the key to that is like more if you're the accountant you yeah. want to be a client right because like the guy that you know lives down the street he runs you know a textile firm makes five million of revenue nobody's heard of him yeah He's not getting hit up by bots, you right. know, no. only the people that you could sell to essentially. Right. So I, I think we kind of found some arbitrage there. But yeah. How long have you been doing that? So about a year and okay. six months. We, we had six months in the beta stages. Um, before that, I was actually a financial advisor at Northwestern Mutual. Um, I got that's where my policies are really right. yeah, I got some right? there too. Yeah. glad you're a client. It's a, yeah. it's a great place, but it, it really taught me everything. And you know, the hardest part about being a financial advisor was the prospecting. Oh, right? yeah. Anytime you're looking to build a business, I think it's building that base that's the hardest piece. And, you know, I, I uh, developed the software to try and help me do that, right? Mm. And once it started working, I don't know how much you guys know about the insurance world, but I did about 320 grand of premium in nine months at Northwestern. So I was, you know, a top five advisor in the entire company. And it's like, $300 billion. Like I was breaking did you, records. Did you do that based upon the software or was it just sheer hustle? Both, right? Both. I think I, I think you definitely have to have both. I mean, you know, what, what I think about the software is like if, if you're crappy at your job, yeah. you're just going to be crappy in front of more people. Yeah, right? that's so, true. I know where it really came from, though, dude. He's, <laughs> he's an old wrestler, dude. Yeah, it's like bro, me, bro. When you right. when you, when you go through wrestling, some dude, research. You get some to, research. it's like going through the military, bro. It's like you just come out with a little bit extra discipline. Bro, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> think so. I think anybody, 
you know, I, I don't know too much about you guys, but I could tell you probably played sports. I think, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, that there is definitely a, a different mental switch to, to somebody. Yeah. That's, well, I think athletics is, a, is, is perfect for anybody, exercise or athletics, right? Because it does force you to become disciplined. It forces you to try to kind of measure yourself and, and get better, right? Yeah. And then when you convert that to entrepreneurship, you've got to have discipline and you're always measuring the results to try to get better, right? And so I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, anybody that takes care of themselves physically uh, are individuals that can excel in business. And that's why you see a lot of people that retire from NFL or basketball, even Kobe Bryant before he died. He went from basketball to straight sure. business mode, right? Yeah. Because it has some of the same similarities in terms of certain qualities that it mm-hmm. takes in order to be successful at your craft in sports versus business, right? Good. that. I mean, I think mastering anything, there's similarities there. Yeah. Like, I truly feel like I'm still wrestling. I, mm-hmm. I might not be, like, physically doing it, yeah. but it's the same, like, thought process, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. What, what sports did you guys play growing up? Baseball for Baseball? me. Baseball? Yeah. I, I wrestled. Yeah. You wrestled? Mm-hmm. All yeah. right, bro. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I was too scrawny. <laughs> I was too weak. They got a weight class for that. I was too, <laughs> yeah. man. I wrestled right. 120. Yeah. Yeah. I was 85 pounds as a freshman in high school, bro. I was, I I was, was too busy partying. <laughs> that's to be probably all that, of us that's what I, I was like, oh, they are running way too much. Yeah. I do not want to do that. Baseball, bro, you can just hit the ball and run the first. You know? No, I wish I wish I would have picked up some baseball, bro. That's the true glory sport there. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but then, you know, uh, started making bad decisions as, yeah. at a young age and veered yeah. off that path pretty quick, hanging out with the wrong <laughs> crowd. So I'm a, a product of hanging around the wrong people, right? Your environment right. does matter. But let's unpack some stuff. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about kind of how you grew up. Uh, did you grow up in a family that was all about discipline? Was it pretty loose? Uh, what area did you grow up yeah. in? And, and usually I want to do that. And then we kind of move our way into where you got to yeah. t- to today, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm actually from Brazil. Okay. Um, born and raised. I, I moved to the U.S. when I was about eight years old. My dad moved here a year before me uh, to, you know. Start establishing. The, yeah. yeah. Uh, American dream, right? Yeah. That, that was kind of the idea. Um, my dad worked like three fast food restaurant jobs at the time. Uh, moved our family. We used to live in a one-bedroom apartment, me, him, and my mom. Um, and then my dad actually got into construction and painting, ended up starting his own company. So I kind of watched him as an entrepreneur, always kind of go from zero, I, having nothing, exactly. a lot of work ethic that put him in a situation where he could do his own thing. Exactly, man. Exactly. And you know, th- there's something special in that too. I think there is. just being an entrepreneur. I mean, it's such a blessing too. you know, to, to be able to guide your life in whatever direction you're not necessarily attached to, to a specific paycheck. But, you know, I watched my dad do that. I grew up in Aurora, Colorado. Okay. Um, have a little brother, you know, ended up going to school there. Uh, as far as structure goes, I mean, I, I think just as an immigrant, there's always like this this weird, connotation where it's like, yeah. you better do good. Yeah. Right? There's like a little chip on your shoulder. Like, I, 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 there's people that did have the same opportunity that I have right now, I need to take full advantage Mm -hmm. of it, right? Yeah. And let me ask you this. Do you think that people that were raised in the United States kind of take it for granted a little bit? Um, You know, I I don't want to say that broadly, but a lot of times I do. But it's just, you know, I... I didn't necessarily know what like the future had for us. Yeah. You know, we were always like struggling just to get, get by, by or yeah. get to the next check. Or you know, when when I was going to college, it wasn't something where you know I, I think a lot of Americans. It's just like, oh, it's going to happen. I'm going yeah. to college. Yeah. I don't know where the money's coming from. With, with my family, it was like, oh shit. Now that you got into college, like, oh, now we got to pay for college. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a whole yeah. different ordeal, you know. What'd you go to school for? Uh, so I actually have a degree in uh, business economics and one in finance. And I went to Colorado Mesa University. So nice. I don't know if you guys, I saw Dixie State. I didn't even know yeah. I was here. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, they used to play us all the time. In Did you beat him? Uh, yeah, in football, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was kind of uh, always in in the the stadium, you know, just drinking with somebody's just to watch the Yeah, the just doing games, the whole but, college thing. But wrestling, yeah. 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 Know, we, we were always a top five team in the country when I was there, so we're pretty tough. So let me ask you this, like, are, are you actively still doing the financial advising thing, mm-hmm. or did you walk away from that just to pursue the business thing? Yeah, so um, I, I completely walked away. So, okay. you know, I, I enjoyed financial planning, especially at Northwestern, because... You know, the, the, the way that they build 
I mean, any large corporation, right? I, I like the competitiveness behind it. There were like rankings, and it just like reminded me a lot of wrestling. Mm. And I, I think you know, it gave me the tools to to build my financial planning practice. But it's something that I could apply to anything else. And then once I kind of came up with this idea, and we developed the software, and it was working for me. And then we started plugging in other people. I have a business partner um, who does uh, credit restoration, and he scaled mm. a pretty big company. And I plugged it in for him, and it worked for him. And I was like, okay, something's here. And, and so, you know, with LinkedIn, I think it's a great place for organic reach. But just mm-hmm. like with Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff gets saturated, um, you know, once everybody's using these yeah, tools. Right, and so yeah. I was like, okay, well, this is going to shift. And if I don't jump on this now, it might be know, too late. It might be too late. So we, we pitched it to a couple of people, had some uh, some really good things being said about the software. Uh, people wanted to start paying us to use it. Yeah. I like the idea of residual income. Was you that know, your goal when does. you first started creating it? Was to offer it to other people? Or was it mainly just no, hey? I was going to keep it a secret. Me. Yeah, I yeah. was keeping it a secret, yeah. and I did for about six months. I just didn't tell anybody, and I was just running it up, running <laughs> it up, and it like you know I, I started targeting like all my moderns, right? And yeah, bro, like. I was just in meetings where, because w- with financial planning, you got to build it out of your own network and your own book of business. And yeah. Like, well, my network are like shitheads that are partying every yeah. week, and I'm like, okay. They're not well, thinking about. They're yeah. thinking about Friday. Well, and I'm not, a good salesman, not, yeah. right? So like, I I would get them on the books. They'd become yeah. clients, but then two months later, it's they're like defaulting. I got to buy a Gucci belt. Sorry, yeah. bro, I got to cancel yeah. my <laughs> shit. And I'm like, okay, well. You know, it's literally how it is. I got it. I got it. But, dude, I started, like, some of the conversations I was in, I was just like, you know, I'd jump on the call and, like, how much money, like, obviously we're we're filling out stuff. Yeah. How much money did you make last year? Oh, 9.7 million. I'm like, yep, me too, me too. Right? Like, I just didn't even know how to have some of those combos. And so it it was getting me in the right rooms. And, you know, I I just think that this is unprecedented, right? And I kind of think what we've developed is – I mean, dude, you could build anything off the backs of this thing. So, so you're so working with basically any business in any industry for the most part at this point? Yeah, I- I- anybody that could go B2B. So I-, I started just focusing on financial advisors because that's the space I yeah. know in it. I mean, you already proved the concept yeah, there, so it was a yeah. low-hanging fruit. Yeah, and it's just like yeah. it's literally in it. They've heard of me because mm-hmm. I-, I was a big name in the company. So it was like you know, selling candy to babies, it was, it was really easy, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you could speak their language. But then obviously you're talking to financial advisors, their book of business is business owners. You start getting introduced. I mean, bro, we're, we're in oil and gas and it works. We have a landscaper and he's crushing, like it works for anything. Dude, it, people, people just sleep on that, man. Like going back to, to yeah. a little bit to what you say, you, you working your way up in Northwestern yeah. is made it, a lot easier for you to sell your product becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. A lot of people are like trying to like, they're half-assing at their job because their mind's over here. They're trying yeah. to become a better, they they have some side hustle that they're more passionate about. And it's like, dude, you're doing it backwards, man. If you become like the best in your company and then yeah. you do create something, you're going to have a lot more success selling that product just like you've done, yeah. right? Uh, so I think that's something to highlight is. Well, that's, dude, Tyler Turley did it. Yeah, you know, I know. We, we had Mackenzie Turley on the mm-hmm. podcast early on. She was the one that literally the, the exact invisible, same thing that yeah. you did. Exact same thing, but he was an insurance agent and he wanted to figure out a way to stay in front of his clients, have text message, happy birthday, yeah. Merry Christmas, or whatever, without having to do it individually right. on each one. So what he decided to do is make his life a little bit easier. He invested money yeah. so that he could make more money in the insurance industry, built this this text messaging software where it saves all of the customer's data, their date of birth, you know, all sorts of stuff. It's pretty much like a CRM, but for text messaging. Right. Right. And so that you're staying in front of people. Hey, happy birthday. Just wanted to let you know, I'm thinking about you. I hope you have a great day or whatever. That's awesome. Where it looks like it's a very personal message on their birthday, but he's not doing anything. The software's doing it all. And so when he developed that for himself, he started creating more more relationships yeah. with people because he was staying in front of them. More referrals started coming to him. And then other insurance agents were like, hey, I want that software. He never developed it for the purpose of offering it to other people, but other people saw how good it worked, yeah. that they wanted it. And then he quit doing the whole insurance <laughs> thing, went all in on that. He actually just sold the business like six months ago for 
a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and so now he's just do, helping his wife do, do their thing. But it's even the concept with easier accounting. We were dealing with shitty accountants for a period of time. We just brought in an accountant to do our books in-house, and we started making it available to other people. That's so crazy. in a lot of cases, if you have a problem in your business or you have the ability to create a solution in terms of scalability, once you figure that out, that's a business in itself, Yeah. right? And so I don't think enough people really do that. Exactly what Kel was talking mm -hmm. about. They're just kind of showing up, collecting a check rather than trying to be innovative with what they're doing. And innovation creates opportunity because if, if you're yeah. dealing with an issue, so is everybody else in your industry. Well, reputation exactly. creates opportunity too. You're yeah. the, you're the one of the top guys in your organization, yeah. and then you've created something to uh, help take you to the next level. They're all man. I want what Bruno's got. Well, it, I want Bruno, Bruno created dude, right, and so you well, like that, it creates opportunity. All I mean, bro, all of that was just like fire right there. Because I, I really think you know anything is a viable business if it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like. I think you could create a business around anything. You just need the right amount of demand for your product, right? And if mm -hmm. it's packaged correctly, you could sling the shit out of it. Yeah. But you can only run in so many ways, right? Like you only got a certain amount of time. You only yeah. got a certain amount of time. Like you could try and develop everything. But I think if, you, if you're doing something right, then the opportunities are going to come for that thing. So I like... I never thought, oh, I'm gonna be a financial advisor and then I'm gonna start a different business. And, and your goal was to be a financial bro, advisor for a I long time. I am 100% locked in at yeah. what I'm doing at all times. Like, yeah. you know, I do have North Stars of things I wanna do, but like, if I'm in here, I'm doing this 100%. And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people miss is like, you know, that they're sucking at their job and they're sitting here thinking about like all the things they're going to develop in these products. And the, it's like, bro, you're, you're not even showing up to what you're supposed to be doing. The scary thing about that is what people really don't realize is they're actually creating muscle memory, right? Yes. When they, and then if they ever have the goal of wanting to do their own thing, they're not going to be successful because anytime that they hit a rough patch or something's difficult, their muscle memory says pull back and just take it easy, right? You normally just show up and give 70% or 80%, or if it's a tough day, you're given 50%, right? Yeah. And it just doesn't work like that And if you want to be successful in business. So if you're currently working for somebody else right now, make sure you're giving it 100%, even on the days that you don't feel like doing it, because you're training your body to be able to do that in the future, right? And, just, and that's where opportunities are going to show up. Exactly. You know, just to get, just to kind of give you guys an idea of how I found Northwestern Mutual, right? So I wrestled at Mesa. I was an All American, but through wrestling at Mesa, building relationships there, I got the internship for Northwestern. One of my buddies actually had an internship at Northwestern. Got mm. introduced, and basically what he said is he's like. Hey, Bruno's one of the hardest workers I know. And it's not an easy internship to get. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't even care about Northwestern. I'm focused on trying to win a national championship. Yeah. All of a sudden, trailer gets hitched. I graduate. Now I'm a Northwestern advisor. And I didn't even care about LinkedIn automation or software. Like, I'm that not wasn't a software even a guy. Thought. But yeah. then all of a sudden, right? So I think anytime you're doing your best, the, the right paths are going to open up. And now I feel like the Absolutely. whole reason I was at Northwestern was to learn the behind the scenes so now I can push this product. Uh, but everything happens. Bro, for what a you said too, and, and this is why I love business and mm -hmm. you know, and, and not money, because I think money is a metric, right? But yeah. what, what I'm really passionate about is just the expansion of consciousness and where you could actually take your mind. Mm, right. So I like that. Ninety percent of what we do is habit. Right. And, and what I try to do is just like how can I get better every day? Yeah. Right? Like what can I do? So I used to wake up at five AM and then yeah. I read then this article that Actually, 17% of people wake up at five. So I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not that special. Right. Yeah. But then I saw that 2% of people woke up at four. And I'm like, all right, I'm waking I'll up be at in four. Too. So yeah. I was like, 445, hey, 430, 420. 0% of people work for 24 hours straight forever. <laughs> right, so you right, could be in the true. zero percentile, bro. Give no, it a shot. But, bro, literally, you know, I try to do things yeah. as well as I can because yeah. let's say you, like, your mind, your subconscious, we have every answer. Yes. That's how I see it. Like our brain is so powerful and there's so much untapped potential. You have every single answer. Yeah. Right. So you always know, let's say you're going to wake up at four and then you push your alarm clock to five. Like in that moment, you're like, ah, oh, it's whatever. But you know. Yeah. You know, and then you, you take a shower, you leave the towel on your the ground. Sub, your subconscious you know. knows that. Yeah. yeah. Like you didn't work out, you know. But then that voice gets louder the next time that you 
you know, want to do something, but it's again, inconvenient or inconvenient, you're going to just let it go. Or if you see an opportunity, you're going to approach it. Kind of like, and I don't know if I could cuss, right? But kind of yeah, like a you bitch. Cuss. Yeah, you can cuss you Because it's like, you bro, want. you've been stacking losses for yeah. four weeks straight. Like, yeah. once the opportunity comes, I, I'm all about, like, I think, you know, you could accomplish anything, but you need to be confident in what you're doing. And yeah. if I'm showing up, I... I uh, I woke up the earliest. I grinded the hardest in my yeah. workout. I I did the calls. I did everything I was supposed to be. I could sit in front of Grant Cardone and have a person-to-person conversation. But if I feel like this person's so much better than me because I take shortcuts. You know, you know in the back of your mind whether or not you're really giving it 100%. It's easier to have confidence when you know that you're giving it your all. Well, exactly. mo- momentum works both ways. You yeah, know what I mean? That's if true. you're stacking losses and you're not doing what it takes to get out of that, like <laughs> you're gonna, your momentum's going backwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, and it's all like a ripple effect. You right. know? Absolutely. I think when you're doing the right stuff, like the right opportunities present themselves, almost like you manifested it. Yeah, right. You know, it's just like... Uh, it's. I th- honestly think it's just whether you call it the universe or God, whatever you want to call yeah. it, when somebody's doing everything right, it's like you're more deserving of an opportunity than some. And this is why people that are broke, I can't catch a break or I can't, I, I don't find any opportunity. Why would an opportunity present themselves to an individual that's really not giving life their everything, right? And so I think individuals that are just always on the go, they're meeting new people, they're, you know, creative, they're innovative, they're finding ways to make things better in their own life. People just start, things just start happening. You start attracting other good shit in your life. It's just the way that it works. Dude, and I I think the hardest thing that comes with all that, beyond thinking like, hey, I'm a loser, I missed all these things, is is the awareness that you could have in the presence, right? So when you're stacking, let's say you accomplish something you were supposed to do, this is what your mind does, check. You don't think about it anymore, Mm -hmm. right? But if you woke up late, it's just like, a piece of your mind is operating on the late. It's like, fuck, I didn't wake up. So, you know, we could be sitting here and my goal was to talk to so-and-so and and you guys know them. And and you might mention that name and I'm like, I'm not even aware that you said that because my mind is just running in the background. And so whether it is the universe or God, I mean, I think, dude, there are clear tell signs of where you want to, like, if you guys have this goal and you're constantly aware and you have that goal in mind, it's almost as Your if brain, God will yeah. come down and be like, take it's a right, buddy. Way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It, it, except we're not present enough to see it yep. and then make those decisions. Or when so something true. bad happens in our life, we just look at it as bad rather than maybe something's happened to reroute us, right? Yeah. And there's been plenty of times that hindsight, 2020, right? Something that seemed bad ended up working out in our favor, right? Yeah. Long term. It just wasn't meant to go down that path. So it was on purpose that we hit a dead end and we were supposed to veer and go down this this path, right? Yeah. And I'm a big believer that, uh, you know, everything happens for a reason. It's just when something bad happens, I think that too many people focus on the bad. And if you're so focused on what happened, you're not making space for something new, yeah. right? You're not creating space. If 100% of your mind is problem, 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 you kind of have to sit back and just be open and be a conduit for a message. A vessel. In, correct. Mm-hmm. Your intuition will kick in and it's going to guide you where you need to go. Maybe it's not going to show up immediately. It might take a week. It might take two weeks. It might. Kel got fired from one of his jobs because he had a side hustle. Yeah. That was a, <laughs> that was a terrible experience for him on the way home. Right. Right. He talked about how, I mean, he has, he has a young family. It was yeah. an emotional day for him. Yeah. Right. But that ended up being one of the best things that could have ever happened to him in hindsight's right. 2020, right? But if he would have just stayed focused on the problem, stayed at a low spot and not, you know, said, okay, it's time to get to work, right. then who knows where he would be, Dude, right? and that's easier said than done. Though, oh, yeah. Right? I, I'm sure that day was like the world is ending, you know, yeah, everything's yeah. Falling, falling apart. But when you go through stuff like that, I mean, that's so important. I think that mm-hmm. lesson you could care like – now it's like I have no fear. Yeah. You know, I, I was jobless, like didn't even know where I was gonna pay for, 
you know, food the next day for my family. And now look, yeah. you know, we're, we're sitting Well, I mean, building. dude, I was just like you, though. I was the top sales guy. Yeah. I showed up every day and gave it my all for that company. Yeah. So when I got fired, yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do. I went from seven or six figures to zero figures, yeah. right? And I got people to feed, like you said. Yeah. And so I was like, but I knew I could build something. I knew I already had something, even though I wasn't getting paid from it, right. that I could go all in on. I knew I could get back to six figures, you know? Um, but I was pretty young. I was, six figures was a lot of money back then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I like what you were saying about um, awareness, right? Like staying self-aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some things you do to stay self-aware? Because a lot of people don't understand or know how to do that. Yeah, I mean, are you a meditator? Are you you do visualize uh, visualization? Visualization. <laughs> it's Monday, it's bro. It's Monday, effort. bro. Pick me up when I'm down, no. dude. You can finish my sentences. No. Yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm, so you know, one one thing that I really got into is, you know, I read a lot of books. Yeah. Um, the The Alchemist is a book that I read, and it, and it's all about you know being able to read your current situation and make the right choices, right? Because mm. all of life is choice. Whether Absolutely. it's like, hey, I drink this water or I don't, or I yeah. like, right? You, you have the Coke choices that you a, can make. Yeah. So I started obsessing with that yeah. to the point where I'll show up to like a gas station and I'm going to grab a monster and I pause and I'm like, should I grab a blue one or an orange one, right? Mm. Where a lot of times we're operating on subconscious, subconscious right? So we're just, just making happens. choices, yep. choices, choices. Yep. And then people <clears throat> wonder why their life isn't where it's at. So... You know, one of the things I do is I, I wake up very early and we've been traveling a little bit. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard to stay on that yeah, schedule. Yeah, yeah. But for a while there, I was waking up at 4 a.m. I'd go catch a workout. Then I'd meditate for about 15 minutes in the mm-hmm. sauna, come back, get ready for work, meditate again, and then plan my day ahead of time. So I plan my week and plan my day. My idea there was I needed to make the most with my time, right? Mm-hmm. I think when you're on to something or you're on to something and, and you guys know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah. Right? Like you're, mm-hmm. you're about yeah. to build something big. Yeah. It almost feels like the world is going to end at the end of that day. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, fuck, I got, I need to get this shit done, yeah. you know? And, and I used to just go to bed with like anxiety and wake up with anxiety. I'm like, I need to get this stuff done. So I needed to be present that way. I'm not, you know, hopping on Instagram in between phone calls and like check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. Right. And so I started trying to just hone in, uh, the voices in my head, mm-hmm. you know, and it got so quiet, you know, it, it got to a point where it's like, I talk, I get an answer. So like I said, you know, you always know what you're supposed to be doing. Well, if you could stop and pause and ask yourself that question and really listen, yeah, you know exactly what you should be doing, you know, but a lot of times you're just thinking of all the bullshit. So you learned that in the book Alchemist a little bit, a lot uh, of the techniques. It, of- it, it was the Alchemist that kind of broadened my thinking. Right. 5 a.m. Club by Robin Sharma. Yeah. I don't know if, you, if you've ever read that, but I it talks man. about kind of like maximizing your day and yeah. things like that. So I think it was definitely a combination of maybe those two books. But, you know, I have a goal this year of reading 75 yeah. books. Yeah. Uh, I'm a little bit behind. We try to do the 30-day shred <laughs> of the Bible, and that was tough tough and okay. i'm only about three quarters of the yeah. way through and yeah I'm like 60 days in so i, I didn't live up to the 30 because it's like two and a half hours of reading every day so that's crazy man i mean uh, uh it's really that simple and a lot of people don't realize that they read a book practice the shit you learn in yeah. the book you know yeah. what I mean? you start practicing shit and all of a sudden you're like i'm, not doing it like, for nothing I'm a lot either. more aware of the shit i'm doing <laughs> yeah. i'm aware when my freaking paths are changing what direction i should take and it's like because you pick that shit up in a book and then you start practicing those techniques. And so I think it really comes down to structure. Yeah, it comes down to structure. Right. So when when I didn't have a good life, yeah. you know, um, even growing up, I'm not I, I don't I don't ever want to say anything bad about my childhood because I right. it really had a good childhood. Yes, I grew up poor. And usually when you're growing up poor, there's a little bit less structure because, yeah. you know, you, you, they got mouths to feed. So they're out of the house working and, you know, all of that. And. Without structure, what do you do? You go hang out with with maybe the wrong people in the neighborhood, yeah. right? And that's now your structure. And, you know, you're running with some of the older dogs that are, you know, smoking, yeah, drinking, cool doing stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're just trying to hang. And that was that was my structure, right, right. which led down a, a, a bad path. Either you grow up with structure and you keep that structure and you can live a good life or you don't. And you have to create your own structure at one point. Yeah. And I think that that's what people do terribly. You know, mm. when they get 18, 19, 20, they move out of the house and they're just kind of floating through life, right? They yeah. show up to the job just to cover their bills. They don't really have structure outside of the office or 
what they're doing for a living. They know they need to be at the job site at nine to five, and then there's no structure before that. They wake up at eight thirty, peel the eye boogers out, yeah, you know, gross. and then they and they grab a coffee, and they're always running late because they're not actually planning out or structuring. They don't have any positive habits, and they're just kind of floating through life. I literally have a post in my ever never note right now for structure. It's yeah. like. Dude, when you're showing up to the gym and you don't yeah. know what you're going to work out every day, which I, I've been doing, yeah. uh, but versus like when you show up and you're like, you've and bought you some, intent. You've yeah, bought you some like routine online or you downloaded yeah. something, you're like, I'm going to follow this shit yeah. for the next six weeks. Yeah. What are you going to get better results from? You know? Well, like, that structure. Dude, that, exactly. that's, that's two parts to that, right? That's super interesting because, you know, when, when I was wrestling, right, I had the structure, I yeah. had the practices, and, and I was a really good wrestler at the time, right? Like my junior year, was a national qualifier, always ranked in the top 10, like really good wrestler, right? But what changed it up for me, you know, is one day we had a practice at 7 a.m. I showed up at 7.01 and my coach made me run like forever, like mm. beat me into the ground. I like yeah. one of one practice, I could almost say like I damn near died. Mm. Like no it's good joke. coach. Right, yeah, right. And Without I was like, coach, what are what? you talking about? Yeah, like, what I'm an the asshole. captain of the team, yeah. 7.01, you're yep. an asshole. That's how I was feeling. Yes. But dude, it's those little shortcuts. Mm -hmm. If it's seven, it's seven, mm -hmm. not 701. So people yeah. can have the structure, but I think it's more value driven because the guy that shows up at seven, that's a winner. Yeah. yeah. The guy that shows up at 655, matter of fact, because it's seven, winner, yeah. right? The guy that shows up 701, like, yeah, you showed up, but when the going gets tough, what, what are you going to do? Well, you're willing to deviate by a, a minute and, yeah. and that deviation is through everything. I'm a big believer of how you do one thing is how you do all things. Right. And so if I'm taking shortcuts here, where else am I taking shortcuts and I'm not even noticing because I think the one minute's okay. Right. And I think that's value driven because like structure is definitely important. Right. Absolutely. But I, I think that, you know, in, in when you were younger, for example, right. Like, you know, it sounds like, you just have a winning mentality. And at the time, winning was hanging out with girls, partying, yeah. being the cool guy, right? And that's that's the world you lived in, yeah. right? So it's like, I wouldn't necessarily say it was maybe a bad piece of your life because you were winning there too, you know? Like when you're in college and it's about, you know, partying and having fun and having a good time, you thrived in that environment, right? Or thriving in, in, in high school. But I think once you leave, and this is the problem, is a lot of people leave this, this controlled environment yeah. mm -hmm. yep. where it's like they thought that this stuff was cool. And it's like, bro, that's not cool anymore. What's cool is providing for yourself, yeah. building an empire, right? And, and the people that notice that and they realize, hey, I have to win in this world, the values will build the structure. Like, dude, I love sleeping in more than anybody. Like, oh, me I too. will sleep <laughs> until like 2 p.m. And, and you know, wake up and eat donuts. Like, that's the that, I would love to do that every day. <laughs> you know, I'll like, do it with you, bro. That's not conducive yeah, to the goals, exactly, you know? And exactly. so something in your mind's like, bro, this just isn't working. Yeah. You know, and eventually, it because I'm not organized either, but like, it drove me to have an agenda where I check stuff off. Like, I don't do that. That's yeah. not me, you know, but... It, I have to become that person to accomplish to these audacious goals that I've mm -hmm, set for myself, mm -hmm. you know? And as harsh as it is, like the people that are just going through life, like you're being a loser. Like yeah, that's some that, loser that, shit. That, that is loser yeah, shit. Yeah, that's some loser, like, <laughs> you know, you know you're people doing, get offended. Well, but they're like, doing the least amount of possible to just get by. And expecting, expecting results. Or complaining about lack of yeah. results. It's like, right? bro, that's audacious though. You that's know, audacious, like, you know? like Look at your habits. Do your habits say that you're deserving of, of success or not? Yeah. And, and, and just be honest with yourself. Ask yourself questions. people are so questions. like up here, bro, yeah. that they probably do think it's yeah. like, I deserve mm -hmm. this. It's yeah. like, no, you you don't at yeah. all. If you, you know? saw somebody's actual schedule that's deserving, then you'd be like, oh. It's yeah, like that I saying you now. hear all the time where they're like, live in the moment, you know? I'm like, dude, if I lived in the moment, I'd do just that shit. Yeah. Like, I'm living in the future because I'm trying to become that person yeah. I want to become. Like, yeah. I want to build that business I'm trying to build. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? And like, yeah. you hear this thing all the time, like, dude, don't live so much in the future. Don't live so much in the past. Live in the moment. It's like, tough. Dude, it's I don't like who I am in the moment. Yeah. I like who I am when I'm living in the future because I'm busting my Far ass more structured. to become that person, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I don't know what you think about it, that. Is but. that, it, I mean, is that like, 
And I'm super curious of just like how you guys' mind operates too, you know? Is that like, you guys have like vision boards? Do you do any of, uh, of that stuff? I don't do like the, what I, I want to. I don't have a board. Because I've never done that either. Yeah, yeah, I've I did, never uh, done the vision board thing. I did do one on my screensaver, right? Yeah. Last year, and I fucking yeah. hit everything on there That's pretty crazy. much. That one thing, uh, which I wanted to get on more stages and shit. But, um, COVID killed but, that. Uh, you know, like some people shifted and did a lot more Zoom stuff. But, yeah. but dude, like, I, so I've done stuff like that, and yeah. I think it does work. But, like, I, I've just always been a future thinker. Yeah. Like, literally, when I'm doing. Like when I was young, just starting the business, I was like lived on a calculator. Like, yeah. oh, if we can hit these numbers next week, oh, if we but can do I, that every week. I think week, you're bringing you know back I mean? into the present, though, right? Like, you, you, you maybe set this large goal, and then it's like, okay, that's twelve months yes, away. I gotta were, hit this per month, yeah. and then I gotta do this per yeah. week. This and then per it's like, day. okay, you go break it, yes. now go grind. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm exactly that way, bro. I'll live in the yeah. future. But it's like my daily. It's almost like a north star, you know? Yeah. I'm like grinding. I look up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Back to it. You yeah. know. Right. But, and I think that's really important because you got to know where you're going. Right. You know, you got to know where you're going. But at the same time, like, I, I like being in the moment. Right. Or looking to the future. I don't really look at the past. I, I think the past is like a thing of the ego, right? So, like. Well, that's why people are like, uh, you know, somebody that never accomplished anything yeah. as an adult. They lean on their past. Sure. I, oh, I, I was quarterback. I, yeah, I was yeah. Quarterback. I was a great quarterback <laughs> in high school. And yeah. they're like 45. And you're dude, like, dude, you're 27 ego, years. They make up these stories. Yeah. Like, right. oh, yeah, I would have gone to the league. But then uh, I, I hurt my leg. Yeah. There's so much politics. Politics, yeah. my coach. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't like, start me. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. making excuses for yourself. And that that's what's really interesting to me, too. Because wrestling, right? Like, there is no really professional level. I mean, there is now kind of thing, yeah. but I never wanted to take it that far. Yeah. I just wanted to accomplish the, the goal of being an All-American, and I only did it as a senior, right? Yeah. And so I'm glad that I was able to accomplish that because it was like page closed, Yeah. you know? And well, I you set a goal and you worked towards it and accomplished yeah. it. Now look what you're doing. But you imagine if, you, if I hadn't, though, you know, I, I can imagine there being a lot of doubt in my mind of like, what do I do next? Like, who am I, you know? But since I closed that and, and, you know, accomplished something that I wanted to accomplish, I was fully confident to be like, yep. What's the next thing? Never doing thing? that again. Yeah, now yeah. I'm building this, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's where I think life is serendipitous, right? Like, it, it was meant to be that way. Yeah. You know? And, and then I'm thankful for all the times I didn't accomplish the goals because it made it that much sweeter. But at the same time, the moment I, like, won that match, I was happy for, like, two seconds, and then I was like, oh. Now what? I'm the same person. Yeah, like, now nothing what? changed, yeah, bro. Exactly. You know, so accolades don't really get me excited either. Yeah. yeah. Or or you know, money I, is cool, but it doesn't excite me. Yeah. I I just like it as a metric. It's like, oh, like it just this is how I much mean, value we're bringing, you know. You're just always trying to find a way to improve. You're always yeah. trying to evolve. How old are you? 25. 25. Yeah, so yeah. you're still young, but you yeah. you've figured it out at such a young age, which is is which is definitely impressive. Yeah. I was barely coming off of drugs at, at your <laughs> age, right? And so, obviously, the future holds big things because, one, he controls his day through structure, through his habits. He's a reader. He's always looking for the next thing to do that he can take into his life on a day-to-day -day basis. Oh, meditating. Cool. I want to try that. Let's talk about that for yeah. a second. The first time you did it, it was probably weird as fuck, right? No, it was terrible. I, yeah. I like, didn't think I could ever do it because my brain Your brain's running. Yeah. What the hell and am it I almost, doing? It, and it almost <laughs> seemed like it was pointless for yeah. the first little bit, but it is pointless at, for the first little bit because you're not getting a lot out of it, but you're disciplining yourself so that you could eventually get to that point. First time picking up a basketball or maybe the first time yeah. showing up to wrestling, you're not going to be any good, right? right? Do you guys it, meditate it's a, quite it's a bit? A, it's a matter of reps. Morning. I yeah. do, I do for five to ten minutes every morning. Nice. Um, so this morning I do. You ever do it at night? Like a, uh, I don't like do. An I, I, thing? I I I when I go to bed at night, which is what I've started doing over the last few months. Right when I lay in bed, I just take a deep breath and mentally say, "I'm releasing the day." Right. Oh, so I take a deep breath and just say, "I'm unloading the day." You know, yeah. any stress that happened or anything bad that happened, it's. I just take a deep breath and I feel my body just relax. Like I'm just, I just unloaded, right? Rather than going to bed tense or tight or maybe thinking yeah. way too much. So I try to get in a little, and, and I'm not saying I take five minutes, 10 minutes. Right. That would be a flat out lie. It's literally probably, 
you know, 20 to 30 seconds where yeah. I just kind of take a deep breath. And when I exhale, I just say all my problems of, of today are gone. Right. And then my body That's just awesome. kind of calms down and relax so that I can get some sleep. But dude, and, and I think, you know, what's so good about doing podcasts like this is people can pick and choose and try different things. Yeah. But yeah. What, what's really important is like, Whatever I do, like, I don't know if it'll work for well, you. It's it's different different exactly. Yeah. yeah. Your shit's going to change. You yeah. know what I mean? No, as, you, as you figure out new day, things, and try new things, and that But work that's for why you. the schedule is important and, and mm-hmm. the structure because yeah. if you don't have that and you're not repeatedly doing the same shit, yeah. you can't find where you're making errors. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's like, well, if I'm not meditating every day, then like, it could have been because of the meditation. It could have not. Do been. you feel on a day that you don't do it, it feels off? Yeah, yeah, I, like it, it just, definitely does. I feel less productive, yeah, and I feel like I'm more egoic in being gotcha. right. So, I, so I'm more of that regular person. Yeah, like, you know, I, I'm sure when you guys are just have everything going on, like how many times have you opened Instagram? You just click it, you swipe, and then you close it, and then you just open it again, like yeah. for no reason, bro. Yeah. Like there's no like you it's caught like, up to your feet. It's you, just you, habit, you, bro. It's the same concept of going like to the fridge and opening it, yeah. staring at it, shutting it, and then you sit on the couch three minutes later. You're yeah, like, go back up yeah, there. Like, let's there's see not more food. Bro. Yeah, let's see if anything appeared in like the last three minutes. Yeah, you know? there's no more food. It's you know, like, nothing changed, but it, it's just habit, right? Yeah. But I, I want to stay on that meditating thing because I, I think, like, you're on to something, too. Like, when you start, it's hard. Yeah. Right? Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, you, you have to slow your mind down. You have to tell it to stop. Don't do anything, which is unusual. Yeah. But then once you've gotten good at it, it's the most freeing thing in the world. Yeah. Because then you're just being. Yeah. Like, everything else can wait. I'm going to just be me for yeah. a second in quiet, you know? And, and I think that's super important because it's like, your mind doesn't get a rest. Everything else gets to rest. Even when you're sleeping, you're dreaming, yeah. right? Like you're always focused on something. Your mind never gets to rest, but dude, you never also get to be yourself. Mm. You know, like I'm really big on this idea that like everybody else has a different, like there's millions of versions of you. Yeah. Nobody knows the real you, yeah. only you, right? Yeah. Like even you and Kale, you guys have been boys forever. He only knows the versions that you've let him see or yeah. the times that you've spent together. Mm-hmm. So like his interpretation of Trevor is this one guy built off of the thousands of experiences you've had. Well, it's the same with Instagram. People yeah. will watch us and they only know what they see, right? They yeah. don't see our personal lives or, you know, that side of, uh, of us, right? Yeah. It's always business mode when we're on, uh, you know, a podcast or we're on Instagram because we're just trying to bring value in that way. But you know, even meditating, I, I do think that that will that helps in business right. kind of clear the mind to kind of go into the day with just a little bit more, uh, you know, calmness about you, yeah, right? Clarity, too. right? Self-awareness. Exactly. exactly. But that's the human condition, you know? Yeah. Like, that's what we want is for everybody to interpret us as who we truly are. And yeah. that's the disconnect that will never happen. Nobody will ever fully know you. I was reading this book and it talks about I don't know exactly what the name is, but it's when a baby first looks into the mirror and recognizes that that's him. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the the moment where you lose all innocence of, of who you truly are, right? Because before now that, you're, you're thinking your like, thoughts, your consciousness, yeah. like you're just being. being. Yeah. And then you look in the mirror, you're like, whoa, that's me? Like that doesn't yeah. rep- represent what's going on in here. How do yeah. I make it the same? And then now you're letting other opinions come in and trying to conform and be accepted, but also be you, Yeah, you know? And so that's tough. And so I think before you can go out and do anything, whether it's start a business, build relationships, you have to be true to yourself, you know? Mm. And to do that, you get to, you need to get to know yourself. Mm. And through meditation, I think that's the only way. There's a lot of times I've been meditating, right? And then at the end of the meditation, I'll just be like, the four agreements. Like, I don't, like, pulled it out, from four years ago, I had a buddy tell me to read it, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just like four agreements. Yeah. yeah. Bought the book instantly, read the book the next day, done. And I think when your mind is that clear, dude, you could pull answers from anywhere. I believe you know? that too. Yeah. yeah it was, a, I, and I've talked about this a, a while back on the yeah. podcast, but, you know, anytime somebody hits us up and is like, hey, I've got these couple options, should I? Should I quit my job and go all in on my side hustle? Should yeah. I do this? Should I do whatever the question is, right? 
And I'm like, you should not be going to anybody else <laughs> with a question like that because it's a life-altering decision. Yeah. Don't You're let putting me, it on me. Yeah, don't <laughs> let me make your life's decisions for you because yeah. either one, staying there is going to end up a certain way. Doing this, it's going to end up a certain way. Literally, it's life-altering decisions yeah. that, that people want to reach out and ask about. And I said, have you ever even just sat alone and visualized like for five minutes going down one path? And then the next five minutes going down the other path and just listening to the way that you feel, like feeling your intuition yeah. and, and letting it tell you what it feels best about. Like visualize, if I do this and think about over the next three to five years, what maybe that option has the ability to bring to me. Or if I go down this path, what does that have? And you're going to be able to listen to your intuition and, and feel your body Dude. and listen to your body when you're going through those steps of trying to make a life-altering decision because your body and your intuition will guide you, but you just haven't tapped into it. You're not using that gift that you have, and we all have it for yeah. a reason. Intuition is there for a reason. It's just life is so busy coming at us that we're just not turning inward anymore. It's just mm -hmm. we're, we're seeking everything external. And I think that that's really that a big a issue butt. in the that world. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Hey, cut that one. That'll, cut that, that, that'll, be, that. that'll be the clip. Send that to the transcriber. Right? Yeah. 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 That was fire, though. No, yeah. I, like, humans have been around for thousands of years, bro. We have yeah. to have evolved beyond yeah. just like, I don't know. Go, 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 right? like, go, 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 yeah. I really do think we are like magical creatures. And, I think and so, And intuition too. Is, is very important. And mm. a lot of times I don't even, you know, for, for an answer like that, like, yo, the fact you're asking it, you're unhappy. Right, so yeah. um, that eliminates one option is yeah. staying fucking there. So how do you get out of this next, you know, pick between two now? But I'm like weird opposite. Like I'm the kind of person where I'm like, oh, this sounds like a good idea. I'm doing it tomorrow, you mm -hmm. know? Or like, oh, I should quit my job. Quit, you yeah. know? I, yeah. Like, oh, I want this tattoo. That's Appointment in an hour, but, you know? But, but, but I, think, I think that that happens for you because of the way that you are. So you trust yourself a lot more when you have those feelings, you let them guide you, right? Yeah. Because you've, because of the habits that you have and because you're self-aware and some of the things that you do, you trust the decisions that you, that you're making on the fly. Other people, they're not used to looking inside. They're not, yeah. they don't have those same habits. So they don't even trust themselves themselves right. put them in a situation where they're, they're at a crossroads in their life. Their decision-making hasn't maybe been good for a long time. Yeah. So what can they do to start making better decisions? Tap into your intuition, become a little bit more self-aware, spend time alone, yeah. wake up early, do, you know, like start creating positive habits that will ultimately allow you to understand yourself a little bit better so that you can make faster decisions on the fly. You trust yourself enough to be able to do that. And you're okay living with the result because you're confident no matter the result, you can pivot if you need to, you can adjust, yeah. whatever comes at you, you're, you have the confidence that you're going to be able to overcome and win. Yeah. Right. Some people just don't have that self-awareness and that data because they're not doing some of the same things that you're doing. Yeah. Right. But I think you said one thing there that I, uh, it's probably the most important piece is the alone time. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I think when you're living in the egotistical world and doing you all these things, everybody you have to be around people, people, people bro. You, you know, exactly. Like all that. Yeah. So you guys both have families. Yeah. You got kids and yeah. stuff. I mean, yeah. how, how do you guys find your alone time? Uh, just early in the morning. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So See, that's what made me wake up early too. That's really what it is. It's the most peaceful time of, of every day is just those first few hours in the mornings because the problems haven't woke up yet. The roads are still, you know, pretty empty, yeah. you know, when you're going to the gym and it's 530 in the morning and then, you, and then I can get done by 7, 730. I can go home, meditate for five or 10 minutes and then go get in the shower and then come into the office and do my thing, you know. So uh, th those first two or three hours is the only time that I have to be with myself, you know, in terms of coming home and, and I have to sit in my baby's room because my baby's in, in our bed, you know, uh, and I was going out back on my back porch, but then winter hit and it was yeah. free, I, I ain't trying to freeze my balls Dude, off. But you got to create that yeah. so you can trust in yourself. Yeah. You know, I think if you're going to leave something and you doubt that your business is going to work, you doubt that this idea is going to work, like you already lost. Yeah. You know, like I'm leaving thinking, yo, this is the, the this best is the thing next. since sliced bread. Let's go. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you have to have that feeling. And the only way to do that is to 
completely distance it from the opinions of others, you mm. know, because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's going to hate on it, bro, oh, until yeah. you win. And then oh, they're yeah. like, oh, I knew it. You know, I knew Tre- <laughs> yeah. like Trevor and Kale, I knew you were going to have the best podcast, bro. I yeah. remember we were talking like, bro, yeah. no, you fucking no, did it. You no. did it. <laughs> yeah. You Liar. actually, yeah. you, you made a fake profile to hate on my page. Yeah. I know you, yeah, bro. Exactly. I know you. The and Kevin now they're Durant, the biggest The fans. burner account. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Exactly. And, and, and people do that all the time, yeah. you know, but you got to be able to distance yourself from those voices. Because if you have any negative voices, like those are not yours. Yeah. Why would you not be your number one biggest fan? Yeah. You know, like it doesn't make sense. Why? Otherwise, it's you. Right. It's like this is the life you're living. That's how can you not be that? Like, I'm gonna say right now, I don't think I'm great at everything, but I think I could get really fucking good if I try. Anything that you die. Anything that you really, really want. And if you practice, yeah. I mean, like, dude, honestly, like, I lived a a portion of my life really giving a shit what people thought. Yeah. Yeah. I was that dude that was like always in fear of criticism from other people. And you can practice your way out of that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I remember when I bought a Harley with my friends. I want yeah. to fucking ride Harleys. It looked cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, so did I. And I you dragged me down. And, but man, <laughs> yeah. I, I bought no, a Harley. You know how much hate I got when I fucking bought my first leather, dude? Or yeah. my first, like, yeah. like fucking Harley-looking uh, outfit? And, like, yeah. ex-wife and her, like, her friends or her ex-husband yeah. or my, her husband at the time. She's like, oh, what do you think? You're sons of anarchy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. what do you think? You're going to join a biker show, gang? Good show, by the way. And yeah. I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> no, I just think it looks fucking cool, so I do it. Yeah. Like, I don't give a shit what people think anymore, you know? But at some level, you always kind of do. And you got to be conscious of like do i really care and what the reason what are the reasons i care like i yeah. show up a lot of days because i care about my people yeah you know my yeah. wife her family like i care what they think about about me at certain levels so i care myself a certain way but like dude you were just you were just hitting on it you're like yeah. fuck i want this tattoo a fucking book that that's shit you know like it, i don't give a shit anymore what people think but that's right? why covid i think was so special you know and uh, like honestly I so I, I, it sucks yeah. that you know there's been deaths and and, and all that and i'm not talking about you know, the, the, the virus a, in general, yeah, but yeah. the fact that it kind of all forced us to come back and hunker down and yeah. like, you know, be away from people and yeah. take Zoom calls and work from home, you know, like mm-hmm. I think the, the, the people that truly are winners, you know, or want to be improving found themselves in that. And if you didn't make COVID a productive time, yeah. then like, what did you do? Yeah. Right. You know, were you well, just wishing for the clubs to be back open? Yeah. Like, what? You <laughs> know, they were. Dog. Yeah. I, I mean, think hey, in Texas, they have drive through strip clubs what? in Texas. Yeah. That's like, crazy. I'm just like, I oh my God. Vegas, people, <laughs> I heard about it in Vegas. That's just so shit. stupid to me. I can't even believe it. Dude. It's ridiculous. Like, that those people, you know, went into the pandemic the same as they exited it, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, True. But I mean, in, in terms of like downtime, it, it, yeah. I think that I think that's a great time to just reflect, yeah. right? Like if people didn't take time this last year to really reflect on their life, their habits, some of the decisions that they've made, that was a wasted opportunity, yeah, without a doubt, because people that maybe didn't have work for six months, that would have been a great time to create new habits for yourself and really analyze your life and really understand where you're trying to go rather than, you know, just showing up every single day and never having those thoughts because you're just trying to show up to work and get that day's work done, go home and do the same thing over and over. There's not maybe enough time, so to speak, in their eyes to do a lot of reflection because by the time they get home, they're exhausted, they're tired, they just want to kick their feet up and watch. They're not asking the right questions. And I think the the most important questions are usually asked when you're at a low point. Uh, And if you're not taking advantage of of times where you're, you're struggling or you're at a low point, then again, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're going to end up at a low point over and over and over and over and over again if you're not asking yourself the right questions during that time. But the low points are special. You they know? are. I think that's where you, there's you, an opportunity like, for yo, growth. How did I get here? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, I think about it in history terms, right? And history always repeats itself. And don't correct me if I'm wrong because I like this story in my head. And I tell it to myself, right? So yeah. COVID, the, the way I think about it, like the, the last enlightenment period, right? When all the artists were coming out and all the painters and all that stuff. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it was after something like the Black Plague or smallpox or something like that, right? So yeah, there everybody, was a boom of something. Yeah, everybody right. hunkered down and yeah. then all of a sudden, boom. And then the same thing with, you know, the 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 depression in the 20s, right? It was like, oh shit, everything's falling apart. All of innovation. a sudden- yeah, right. innovation. United States is the superpower, yep. right? Yep. So if you're constantly like taking L's, man, and you're not like 
watching tape on the game, yeah, right? Like, yeah. yo, bro, what are you doing, right? Yeah. Like, what did I do wrong? And that's that's the best part about, you know, having a structure, writing shit down. Like, you know, one of those things I started is just a journal throughout the day. I yeah. write it down that way, you know, maybe even if it's for a minute, maybe I'll never review it, but it's yeah. like you're taking the time to stop, consciously be aware of the moment and then say, was that good or bad? Did I do mm -hmm. this or that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys jump out of meetings because obviously, I mean, this is still sales, right? So you're having sales conversations yeah. and you're like, you think we got that? Like, I don't know, that went well, that went yeah. bad? Like what, well, he said <laughs> this, right? Like, yeah. so I think when you find people like that where you can collaborate, that's really important yeah, too. And be like, well, Kale, you know what? You said this, bro. And like, I was like, oh shit. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing to say, right? And mm -hmm. and that's where you guys kind of learn from each other. But even this is super special, you yeah, know? Because yeah. you could go back through and think of like your thought process. I mean, do you guys ever watch this or is, yeah. is that like sometimes, a cocky man. thing to do? Like, no, Trevor, I, I don't like, watch Trevor, watch tell me sometimes, like, dude, I went back and listened to episode. I'm like, damn, I haven't listened to one in a while, man. I didn't go listen yeah. to it. Uh, I would and say so, out of the 94 episodes, I've probably listened to... 40 or 50. Really? Yeah, yeah, something like that. You listen to it once, right? When it, I, they I, make I, it, maybe? I, yeah, yeah. No. So I, I, I did it first just yeah. to make sure we were halfway decent. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, we listened like, the first 10 or something. I remember we were up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Like, yeah, yeah, we, were, we got back to the hotel room after we being at a mastermind, and we were drinking or whatever. Because after the mastermind, everyone goes to the bar, and they drink, and yeah. just kind of get to know each other, yeah. right? Like, maybe some deals can go down. Yeah. And, you know, I go back up to the room or whatever, start packing, because we got to be up by, like, 4 to catch our flight, and it's already midnight. And then Kel comes up at like 1230 or whatever, yeah. and he kind of starts back. He's listening to one of the episodes that just dropped like at midnight. And oh, it's like 1230. And I'm like, we're laying in bed. And he's like, should I turn it off? I was like, fuck <laughs> no, this shit's fire, dude. And we both just started laughing. We were kind of having a little buzz. You know, it was like a good time. Across yeah, yeah, the beds, across yeah. the beds. We're like, dude, we're actually halfway decent at <laughs> this, this is thing. Happening, we dude, might be able happening. to, you know, pump out 100 episodes if we're this good. Dude, you know? that's awesome. Well, so, who are you guys trying to get on the podcast? I mean, are there like specific people? Uh, Trev just barely met. Messaged Inky Johnson. He was yeah. open to hopping on. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we've thought about hitting up like Ed and Andy because we've been uh, we've we been part of their groups. And we're gonna have to fly like to them in order to do it. Yeah. And it's just, we've got so busy. you know Kent coming yeah. up. He'll be a good one yeah. as well. He's part of our Kent network. Clover. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I saw you guys had Tanner on here. I'm I'm, yeah. a, I'm a fan of the guy. That, oh, cool. that kid's pretty. Uh, He's pretty smart. He knows yeah. what he's Dude, doing. We, uh, yeah. we talked to him on Clubhouse, and so yeah. that's kind of how that went. Yeah, you guys like Clubhouse? Are you a fan? Yes and no. Yes and you know no. What I, mean? yeah. I can't find the time the to thing. actually get on. That's there. the thing. Well, that that we, I haven't it's been on one it. more thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like some people are on there like eight, ten hours a day, and I'm like, no. oh, I got so much to do. I don't yeah. know how you guys yeah. do. You gotta be on there for like an hour to yeah. even get on the stage. Yeah. Well, Tanner says, exactly. don't get on unless you have a team. Well, I got a team, and I still got shit yeah. to do. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like I don't know how you do that much. So, dude, I liked it. You know, we talked about it on one of the podcasts. It's powerful. Like, dude, there's huge networking opportunities on there. You do got a structure. Your Some time, time, you know, yeah. so, you got to structure that into your and life. We, we planned on, you know, being in there a little bit more. And we were talking yeah. about it on the podcast and stuff, but we still just haven't found time to to peel off an hour or two just to talk. I mean, we already have to do this with the podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, we were just in Dallas, just got got back from Dallas. We're leaving to Miami on Wednesday morning right. at 6 a.m. Business Sunday. or pleasure? Business, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we, we might hang at the beach on Thursday for yeah. a couple hours, but then, yeah. you know, just to kind of get a little bit of sun and re-energize. But, uh, you know, it's- I think it'll come to you if it makes sense. You yeah. Know, I think everything does. You yeah. only have enough time to do so yeah. much. And I mean, you guys got a big ass team here. Yeah. Tell me, and this is something I'm curious about because yeah. we're building a team. Like, yeah. how does how, how do you guys deal with like delegating, right? Because I'm like obsessed with every part mm -hmm. of the process, and it's like, oh, I want to send the email. Well, you're so smart. I want to do this. It's you're the, smart it's doing the that hardest. shit early because yeah, we we waited part. a long time because we took so much on. Yeah. We kept wearing so many hats. Um, you know, it got to a point where Trev was running our other company. I'm like, dude, I need you to come over and help me like operate the fulfillment site because yeah. I'm getting so busy with all of our, our lead referral sources and like managing that and the sales guys. And so he's like, okay. So we had to put like Coulter in place 
to manage that so that it could free up some time for Trevor, but then he's still just busy. And so just this last couple years, we've been fine tuning our systems, our processes, our training. We've been delegating, putting people in place, but we've put leaders in place that didn't work out. Now you're starting over again. How do you guys do the training piece? I'm curious. Do you just train one really good person or is it both of you? Well, right now it's pretty face to face and hands on, but like we're, we're in the middle right now of building out like actual training platforms within like Loom and Google Drive, our own little space. Yeah. So that when we bring somebody on the team, like they can get the speed without eating up our key players time so much, they're going to still need some of that help. But training's huge for that. You got to get it dialed in early to be able to start delegating early because it's that much harder later. Yeah. yeah, because you're gonna have more stuff on your like plate. Don't even you're know what to delegate. You, yeah, you'll have so much stuff on your plate that you're gonna be busy where you can't even spend time with the individual. Maybe showing them exactly what they need to do, yeah. and then you end up becoming you know a prisoner to all of these duties because you just don't want to relieve it because yeah. you don't have time to. No one else knows how to do it. Yeah. You know, all and that wasn't stuff. the whole point of the whole thing in the first place. Yeah, was the to have yeah. control. Right? Yeah, it, it, that's the hardest part is to slowly start kind of you know giving up control, but it's it's a must because you know people you are know? gonna make mistakes. Yeah, dude. like. I got to a point where reports were taking so much time on my Monday that I ended up having to start doing them Sunday. That's eating in my family time. So finally, I'm like, well, no one knows how, no one in the company knows how to do them but me. So right. I'm like trapped. I'm like a prisoner. So finally, one day I was like, nah, dude, I got to just quit, you know, having that excuse. I just had to make a spreadsheet, grab one of our employees, one of our accountants. I'm like, here's how you do it. And then I just had to allow them to make mistakes, yeah. you know? And just kind of like, oversee I had to be it. Patient like, you with need to them. address this, this, this is wrong. And some people yeah. you send reports to, like affiliates, like, dude, they're not that cool. Right. Right. And so like something's off and then they freak out. So like you, but like, dude, so I could have easily been like, you did this wrong and like harp on them. And you know, but I'm I'm like, no, man, I just got to allow them to make mistakes, show them how to do it, be patient with them. And there is that process of that. But in two, three, four weeks, they got it down. Yeah. They'll Mm -hmm. figure it out. So yeah, dude, I got to start doing some more of that. Delegating is is definitely important in the early stages, as early as possible when you can financially afford it. How do uh, how do people connect with you, Bruno? Um, well, honestly, they could follow me on the gram, okay. brvno, uh, or you know they could obviously shoot me an email. That's uh, Bruno B R U N O at hummingbirdga.com. and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, his Instagram handle as well as his email. If you want to check out his LinkedIn software, if you yeah, guys do B two B stuff, follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, you know, you, we'll we'll put that in the show notes so that you can shoot him an email and try to connect with him, get pricing and you know, maybe some analytics of people maybe in the same industry that you're in that he's currently working with or whatever it may be. But, um, dude, we appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, you I appreciate it. you, boys. You crushed this it. was awesome. It was, it was fun. Was it, was awesome. a good, it was a good time. I had a blast. Time yeah. flies. Huh? Yeah, time does, does fly for sure. <laughs> so, guys, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, keep doing your thing. You know, continue to try to grow just as Bruno's doing right here. He's, you know, again, meditating, reading, structuring his day. These things are super important if you want to be a high power player and it's not going to happen overnight. It might take a decade of doing these things in order to Mm -hmm. make something special happen. But just because something special happens doesn't mean you pull your foot off the gas. There's still another version of yourself waiting for you in the next decade, right? So hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Keep kicking ass. Take care.